Welcome to the 99 Relapses Podcast. Are you struggling with addiction? Do you need inspiration, education, and empowerment? Online Christian recovery coach and counselor, James Egidio, is here for you. Join him as he helps listeners journey through addiction and recovery by avoiding relapse through the grace and mercy of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You are not alone. With 32 years of sobriety under his belt, our host is ready to walk with you. Let's get started. Here is James Egidio. Hi, I'm James Egidio. Welcome to the 99 Relapses podcast, the podcast that moves you from recovery to discovery through the grace and mercy of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is podcast episode number five, part two of Desire and How It Relates to Addiction. In podcast number four, I discussed desire and its role in addiction, and then I finished with repression versus addiction. In this episode, part two, I'll discuss attachment versus detachment, as well as grace and hope and its role in addiction. If you listen to episode number four, I stated that to understand addiction, you cannot overlook our innate desire for God. I also mentioned in episode number four how repression and addiction are related and how we repress our feelings of love and gravitate to those things that we become addicted to or attached to, which leads into idolatry, which I had mentioned is, of course, sin. When I find desire, I compared and contrast the desire and the worldly definition of desire, of course, which is to express a wish or longing for a want or to be sexually attracted to another person or to express a wish for a request or to have or feel desire. But desire goes a lot deeper than that because our worldly desires get snuffed out by our addictions and they get snuffed out by the things that we lose track of and we turn away from God and we discount God. In this episode, I want to talk about attachment versus detachment. And I want to mention that when you're addicted and you're deep into an addiction, That addiction becomes an addiction to a specific behavior, object, or person. And that attachment then becomes the process that binds and enslaves our desire and creates that state of addiction. And of course, as I mentioned in episode number four, these attachments manifest themselves and become addictions like drugs, alcohol, pornography, food, smartphones, and of course, the list goes on and on. In episode number seven, I'll explain what aversion addictions are versus attraction addictions. And those are pretty interesting, actually. They're actually entertaining. This attachment, which leads to addiction, is mentioned in the Bible. And I define it as idolatry. And of course, the Bible talks about idolatry in Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 21, which is a verse that I read in episode number four. But I'll read it again. And it reads, by the apostle Paul. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outburst of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. When you read that verse and you listen to it, you can see that Paul clearly defines specific addictions that we're all challenged with. Sexual immorality through pornography, drunkenness, division, envy, dissension, self-ambition, 
wild parties, jealousy, outbursts of anger, all these things sneak into our addiction. It's a list of all of the things that we go through and how we react when we're addicted and we're attached to something. And that's exactly what I mean when I say attached. These attachments and these addictions go hand in hand and we get consumed and discount our innate desire for God. We forget who God is and the joy that we receive when we have a relationship with God. The next thing I want to talk about, of course, is detachment. And it's associated with addiction and freedom of desire, not freedom from desire. Detachment aims at correcting your anxious grasping in order to free yourself for a full and committed relationship to God. So when you detach yourself from God and attach yourself to your addictions, you're doing just that. You're detaching yourself. But in this context, the word detachment is not used to define a coldness or austerity or lack of passion, but it's defined as detachment from behaviors and attitudes that bind us up from surrendering to a loving God. We have to detach ourselves from our addictive behavior and attach ourselves to God. And that's how that's defined. I call it surrendering. The verse that comes to mind in the Bible comes from the book of James, chapter 4, verse 7, and it reads, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Another verse that talks about surrendering to God comes from 2 Corinthians, chapter 5, verse 17, and reads, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. What happens is we get attached to these addictions, but if we detach ourselves for the love of God, we free ourselves in essence. We're no longer slaves to that addiction. And there's great joy in that. When I say great joy, I like to use the acronym joy because when you're free from that addiction and you're filled with the Holy Spirit and you're filled with God's love, it provides great joy. But that joy also in turn flows in the other direction towards people. And when I use the word joy, as an acronym for Jesus first, others second, and yourself last. And of course, this is something I've heard by many pastors at church services. Unfortunately, as humans, we get pulled into this mindset of the worldly ways and the things that are out there that the enemy throws at us. And this life that we could be having that's filled with the Holy Spirit, our love for God and love for others, which of course comes from the two greatest commandments, Matthew chapter 22 verses 37 through 40 which reads and jesus replied you must love the lord your god with all your heart all your soul and all your mind this is the first and greatest commandment a second is equally important love your neighbor as yourself the entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments the mindset of the worldly ways holds us back from that joy of loving Jesus first and the others second and yourself last. You always put yourself at the top and then you put Jesus last and then you put others second. And what this way of thinking does is it leads into these behaviors of pride, ego, anger, judgment, vanity, greed, self-consumption, self-centeredness that usually manifest themselves, of course, into addictions. And that's due to our sin nature, which all started the beginning in the Garden of Eden, we have to free ourselves from this mindset of self-centeredness and self-consumption. And because these are all addictions, a lot of people think 
and I'll mention this in the next episode, that addictions are drugs and alcohol, but that's the furthest thing from the truth. We're, we're continually addicted to different things. One of the late German theologians, Meister Eckhart, once said, detachment enkindles the heart, awakens the spirit, and stimulates our longings and shows us where God is. That's something to think about. When I come back from this commercial break, I'll talk about grace. Are you or your loved ones struggling with an addiction? Trinity Recovery Coaching can help you from the comfort of your own home. You know you can't do this alone, but sometimes the hardest part is just getting to the help you need. Trinity Recovery Coaching eliminates this burden by providing free, donation-based online Christian recovery counseling and coaching. Using the Genesis Recovery Process, Trinity has achieved a 70% success rate. That's because founder James Egidio understands what it means to have an addiction and to find your way back to a healthy and productive lifestyle. Don't lose hope. We haven't given up hope on you. Your Lord and Savior hasn't given up hope on you. Now, it's time for you to focus on getting better and getting back to a path of enlightenment. If you've lost your way, Trinity Recovery Coaching is here to bring you back to the road that leads to forgiveness, love, and acceptance. It's easy to get started. Just go to trinityrecoverycoaching.org. Sign up for a recovery coach consultation from your mobile device or laptop. Schedule a consultation. Fill out a short questionnaire. And just wait for your coach to call. Okay, welcome back to the 99 Relapses podcast. In the first half of this show, I talked about attachment versus detachment. And I talked about, of course, joy, putting Jesus first, other second and yourself last, and that we get misled and caught up in our own world with pride and ego, anger, judgment, vanity, greed, and so on and so forth through our addictions. And we neglect the love of God first and other second. In this last half of this episode, I'm going to talk about grace and joy and how they play a role in addiction. And of course, I'll talk about grace first. Grace, failure, and hopelessness, I have to say, is probably our greatest asset when it comes to grace. And grace is our only hope for dealing with addiction. It frees us from addiction and becomes the absolute expression of perfect love. There's a quote from Dr. Gerald May's book, Addiction and Grace, which describes grace for Christians as the dynamic outpouring of God's loving nature that flows into and through creation in an endless self-offering of healing, love, illumination, and reconciliation. It is a gift that we are free to ignore, reject, ask for, or simply accept. And it is a gift that is often given in spite of our intentions and errors. Grace itself cannot be possessed. It is eternally free, and like the Spirit that give it, it blows where it will. We can seek it and try to be open to it, but we cannot control it. St. Augustine, the great explorer, once said that God is always trying to give good things to us, but our hands are too full to receive them. I, I personally say that we as humans try to control the outcome of everything instead of handing everything over to God. We work overtime to play God. If our hands are full, they're full of things we're addicted to most of the time. Not only our hands, but our hearts, minds, attention are all consumed with addiction most of the time. Hope as well is defined, of course, by Webster's Dictionary, which is the second thing I want to talk about. 
to wish for a particular event that one considers possible or to have confidence and trust, to have desire and consider possible. The worldview of hope is not confident hope, as most of us know. It's a very wishy-washy hope, maybe even unsure hope or optimism. The modern idea of hope is to wish for, to expect, without certainty of the fulfillment. It's a flimsy hope. It's um, to desire very much, but with no real assurance of getting our desire. It's not a very confident hope. But hope in faith, hope in God, hope in Jesus Christ is a different hope. That hope is deep. It's a deep hope. It's a hope that's defined in the Bible. It's in Scripture, and it's a strong, confident expectation of a hope. And hope is, from a biblical standpoint, the kind of hope that we all would want and and need in our lives. One of the verses that comes to mind comes from Romans chapter 8, verses 24 through 25, which reads, we were given this hope when we were saved. If we already have something, we don't need to hope for it. But if we look forward to something we don't yet have, we must wait patiently and confidently. The late Martin Luther King said in regard to hope, I refuse to accept the idea isness of our present nature makes us morally incapable of reaching up for the oughtness that forever confronts us. And of course, one of my favorite verses about hope comes from the book of Romans, chapter 15, verses 12 through 13, and reads, In another place, Isaiah said, The heir to David's throne will come, and he will rule over the Gentiles. They will place their hope on him. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. And as addicted individuals who believe that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior, Hope is where we get our peace. We have to also remember that God made us in his image. Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, which reads, So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female. He created them. As we get through our addiction, we have to realize one of the most important things is that addiction is sin. And we have to repent and continue to persevere God's unfailing love for us with confident hope. And because it's sin and because we have to repent doesn't mean that God doesn't forgive you. He's not pointing at us and continually being mad at us, but we're accountable to God for our addictions. And we know and we have that confident hope and know that God loves us enough and that he brought his son to the cross and he was sacrificed at that cross for our sins. And we have to appreciate that and we have to recognize that in our addiction. As I mentioned earlier, as powerful as addiction is the enemy of grace, it can also just as easily bring us to our knees in grace. And the Apostle Paul illustrates this best in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 through 10, when he says, even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God, so to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan, to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. Three times I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, 
then I am strong. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the 99 Relapses podcast. I'd like to close this episode out with a prayer. Heavenly Father, I just give you so much thanks and praise, Lord. We just thank you so much for each and every day that you give us, Lord. We lift you up to the highest throne, Lord. We just thank you so much for each and every day that you give us, that you're a loving God, you're an omnipotent God, omnipresent God. You're a powerful God who brought your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, who went to the cross, who you brought to the cross to be sacrificed for our sins and that we are to repent on our knees and ask for forgiveness, Lord. And as I pray, Lord, as I continue to pray, I just thank you so much for all the people that come to this podcast to listen and listen through the message of hope, the only hope that you can provide, Lord, through your word and through your son, Jesus Christ, that you free us from our addictions, that you continue to free us from those addictions with great joy where we put Jesus first and others second and ourselves last, and that we know that only you can provide us with that strength and that courage and that hope, that confident hope that only your son can bring to us through the power and glory of your son, Jesus Christ. And we thank you so much in Jesus' name. Amen. I just wanted to close with a few announcements for the 99 Relapses podcast. Many of you, I'm sure, go to a lot of podcasts on the internet through different platforms and you listen to these podcasts. However, I just can't emphasize it enough that the 99 Relapses podcast and what makes it unique compared to other podcasts, and I'm not here to brag about the podcast, but to let you, the listener, know that the 99 Relapses podcast is specifically designed to be an interactive podcast. So not only do you get the listening experience, but you can actually go to the 99 Relapses podcast website, which of course is 99relapses.org. And when you get to the website, you can, of course, obviously listen to previous episodes, starting with the first one and go all the way through. But to keep in mind that it's a podcast that allows you to participate in the exercises and tools that are in accord with each episode, barring the fact that it may be an episode where, of course, I obviously interview a guest. So it's almost like in a one-on-one -on -one coaching and counseling session for you, the listener, the individual. Thank you for listening to this episode of the 99 Relapses podcast. For current and past podcast episodes, show notes, episode memory verses, episode recovery exercises, as well as Bibles and books on addiction and recovery, go to 99relapses.org. That's 99relapses.org. Also, if you would like prayer requests for yourself, family, or friends, please do not hesitate to send me your prayer request. And finally, if you have an interesting story to share about how God changed your life through addiction and recovery, or an expert in the field of Christian addiction and recovery, have published a book, have a Christian addiction recovery podcast or website, and you would like to promote it on the 99 Relapses podcast, please email me anytime by going to 99relapses.org and go to the contact page to message me. I will respond within 24 to 48 hours. Also, the 99 Relapses podcast is a nonprofit 501c3 ministry, and a donation would be much appreciated in order to get God's word out during these perilous times when confronted with an out-of-control addiction. All proceeds go towards paying expenses and maintaining the podcast, website, content, and functionality of the 99 Relapses ministry. Thank you, and God bless. Thanks for listening to the 99 Relapses Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. If you want to learn more, 
visit 99relapses.org. There, you can tap into information and resources like articles, videos, previous podcast episodes, a bookstore, and free downloadable recovery tools and exercises. You can even reach out to us via email. Just visit 99relapses.org.